Hello, we are live at Pack Expo. I'm calling this the packaging podcast extravaganza episode. Ooh. Right? I love it. I thought that was on brand. I'm Laura Fodi. I'm with Specrite. I'm the host of the Beyond the Shelf, the product and packaging podcast. Thrilled to be joined by some of my favorite packaging podcasters and, and packaging influencers, Corey Connors. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Corey. My Corey honor. with what's the name of your podcast again? Sustainable Packaging Podcast. With, with Corey, Corey Connors. Connors. Yeah. With Corey yeah. Connors. Very creative name. I love it. Yeah. And and by the way, I love your new logo design. Oh, thank you. It looks so good. Mr. Avelio Matos. Shout out to Avelio. Yeah. And then Mr. Adam Peak of People of Packaging. That's me. It's so good to see you guys in person. We very rarely get to all three of us be in the same room. It's true. Physically. Yeah. It's so good to be back. This show has been unbelievable so far. What have you guys seen at the show so far that you're excited about? Everything. Uh, sustainable packaging. Just all everything. over the place. <laughs> all over the place. Sustainable packaging. People are doing reusable packaging. People are doing paper-based. Sustainability is uh, on everyone's mind that I'm talking to. It's exciting. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Oh, well, I'm not just going to say everything. Well, you should start with that. I mean, <laughs> what's exciting? The world. Everything. I love all the world. Uh, so far at the show, you know, I'm a, I'm a reverend, so I am not allowed to lie. It's one of the big ten. And uh, I've, I've been to the Specrite booth, and I met some awesome people. <laughs> and that's how much I've explored the space. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to the Media Lounge. Shout out to PMMI for putting on another great show. Amazing. They've been incredible. They treat us in, in the media, even the weird media, like what Corey and yeah. I, what we all make, right? Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's been just the energy here is insane. The amount of people just flowing through the hallways we've been stopped a few times like hey can you sign my baby's forehead no they haven't asked that. <laughs> not yet next not year. yet not yet but yeah a few people have stopped us and like hey i know you guys for and it's like thank you hello it's very weird to be recognized is it weird to be a packaging celebrity uh minor but yes you yeah. guys are also on tiktok i hear yeah tiktok uh, at corrugated uh if you're listening and it's it's a huge new place for packaging professionals so highly recommend it i love that i mean to me you know i was thinking about topics for us to discuss and i know all three of us are very passionate about packaging and we think packaging is cool and i think there's a lot of people here who um also believe in that but it really does feel like there's more energy around packaging yeah. and what really excites me is all the technology partners in packaging. And I feel like we're all really working together. I mean, at the booth right now, we have someone from Triac. They're the leading life cycle assessment tool. Um, our friends from Tops yep. are not, here. Not the baseball card company. It's no. Not. Palletization The leading software. palletization and load optimization tool. Yes. Shout out to our friends at Tops. <laughs> you can't get a Mark McGuire rookie card from them. That's, I asked. Let me, you did? Oh, okay. Well, you know. But they can um, optimize your pallet. They yep. could have optimized the pallets of Mark McGuire rookie cards. <laughs> I think I think Michelle from Lorax is even floating around. Um, our friends from ISTA are here. And to me, what excites me is I'm seeing, you know, uh, Unilever was here earlier. Um, and I was I was hearing him talk. And, and it seems to me like packaging people are starting to think like technologists. Yeah. They're really starting to think about the digitization of packaging and how it helps them get their job done. Yes. And and to me, that's what's really exciting because we're not going to be sustainable if we don't know yep. where we are. In fact, hold on. I have a... 
I, I just have a soundboard. That's Matthew Wright, our founder and CEO. But he has all these little catchphrases. No, he's here. He was actually right behind me. He was right behind Adam Peake. Um, yeah. But it's true. You can't be sustainable without data. And that's something yeah. we've heard over and over again at the show. I agree. I interviewed Frederick Drew from Unilever, who you're talking about. And he, he, that's all he was talking about is, uh, okay, how can we set, set a bar and then beat it? How can we improve and be more sustainable? And it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, Allison um, was here. She's from the TRAG team. She's a uh, sustainability solution consultant. And she was saying that, you know, the biggest barrier of entry of people performing LCAs is the data, the packaging data needed to do it. And how this integration is really going to be a game changer in helping people do LCAs when they're thinking about proto ideation at the ideation stage. I mean, so much of what we talk about is stuff that's already in production. Um, so that's really exciting to me as well. Yeah. There's a huge academia presence here. Yes. Have you guys got There's a thousand college students here. There's a thousand students here. And high school kids. And there's a bunch of high school kids coming. Amazing. Packaging is for the children. That's yeah. what ODB said. Rest yeah. in peace. Yes. You know, I think that's so exciting, though, because these are people who are digital natives. Yeah. Matthew and I talk about this. These are people who grew up with cell phones from when they were children. They played Snake. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. Haven't they, had the, they haven't had text like a one, 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 two, two, one, two, three, 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 four. Dang it. Like they don't, they don't know that pain. Yeah. Yeah. And they're here and they've stopped by our booth and it's so great to see. Obviously it's been great. We were so thrilled to announce our partnership with MSU. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Dom's here. We're actually going to talk to Matt Dom tomorrow. Thank you very yeah. much. But we're just so passionate about bringing technology into the classroom because we know the students want it. Right. Right. And so what excites you the most about what you've seen um, with some of the younger folks here at the show? Yeah, I stopped by the uh, Clemson booth and just happened to see all of the materials that they made out of corrugated. So that, of course, caught my eye, but it was brilliant. All student designed, all student created displays, and they had this jungle theme. And so they had an elephant made out of hexacomb and corrugated. It's beautiful. Yeah. Really cool. And they were all very interested in how do we use social media? To be in the packaging world, they wanted to talk to me about podcasting, and uh, all of a sudden, I was surrounded by a bunch of uh, college kids, and I was like, "This is great! Thank you." You know, I, I'm excited to, to help you along the road. Yeah, know? yeah. I think along those lines, I don't remember what the exact number is, but it's somewhere north of like 60 percent of teenagers today <clears throat> when they're asked, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" They say social media influencer. Right. It's 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 crazy because you know it used to be like doctor or athlete or whatever it was. Now it's social media influencer, and so now that doesn't mean everybody go out and try to become a social media influencer. But what it means is, if for us in the packaging industry, this giant trillion dollar industry globally, yeah. if we want to be impacting the next generation. We have to be where they are, mm -hmm. you know, like, I, I mean, yes, there's a thousand college students here, which is great. And yes, there's high school kids here. Do you know how many tens of millions of high school students are on TikTok right now? Right. Watching YouTube right now. And, and, and our, as an industry, we traditionally have not done the best job mm -hmm. of being where they are as digital mm -hmm. natives. And right. so... You know, with with what you're doing here at Specrite and creating an environment that is comfortable to them, and then also kind of doubling down, partnering up with people like myself and Corey and Avelio and others, and making your own content. It's like we're we're gonna be where where people are, and that's the that's what's been happening. That's not new. <clears throat> you know, this like methodology isn't new, 
to be where people are. It's just we haven't pivoted to where they are because it feels weird, right? Like yeah. we want to be like, no, 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 they're still do it. We still want to do traditional stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's not going to cut it anymore. I think what's so exciting for me about the students being here is I get to work with a lot of the alumni. Oh, yeah. So many people at Speck, right? I mean, Victoria was here from OFI. She's a Michigan State yeah. graduate. My, you know, Rod Pat Johnson Johnson, Michigan State. These are people who go out and work for the world's largest companies, the biggest brands. They will have they will have such an impact on the world. And what's cool is I see those folks that went to MSU, you know, a while ago, embracing technology. And then you have these younger MSU grads that are now coming out with those skill sets. And I'm really excited over the next few years as they enter the workforce yeah. and start to collaborate with people who have really been in the market and know supply chain really well, yeah. especially after the last two years of what people have had to navigate. And I think the fusion of this institutional knowledge with some of this tech forward knowledge, I think we're going to see tremendous leaps in packaging material innovation. Yes. Things like sustainability. I mean, I think the sky is really the limit. And this is really feels like the jumping. This feels like the jumping off point to me. Yep. I would agree. Yeah. A lot of the guests I've had on my podcast have been very, very young and Mm. even right out of college. And like Mikey from Scrap, like, you know, they just graduated and they've developed an app that's going to help people recycle. Yeah. You know, this is exciting. I think that's so spot on. You know, people who are graduating with packaging degrees now. They know how to use data. They know how to use technology. They're going to be able to very quickly make compelling business cases for things. You know, I think one thing I hear a lot from people is they have trouble influencing the business to make a decision or the marketers. I'm a marketer, so I understand, you know, the pain sometimes of dealing with people like us. It's so hard to, to deny data and go and say, hey, marketing team, I know you guys think plastic is terrible. But we just ran an LCA on glass and it's actually not as good for our carbon footprint. So I know that, you know, so I think the conversations are going to be so much richer. And these are folks that typically would have taken them decades to get influence in their organization. And I think they're going to be able to have the tools to put together really compelling business cases. Um, So that's really exciting to me, too. What else? What else are you guys excited about the show? I'm excited to see more of it. I, like yeah. Adam, I've been here a lot. I've been at uh, the Scotch booth. That that was really cool to see. To, to clarify, there's not a booth where they just serve Scotch. Yeah. Scotch tape? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's different. That's cool. Scotch yeah. brand. Scotch brand is not just, you don't just go drink Scotch, which I was like, <laughs> bro, it's nine o'clock in the morning. You're gonna... he, he was super disappointed. I said, listen, <laughs> we can do that later. And, yeah, obviously. But it was, uh, they have a new product called Cushion Lock. That's a replacement for plastic bubble. And they're getting a lot of interest. You know, people are looking to replace and improve and be more sustainable. Yeah. One thing that I'm hearing too, and I really feel for everyone working in packaging for the last two years. I feel like everyone deserves a spa day. We need to have an International Packaging Engineer Appreciation Day. Yeah, I started it. You did? Can I we did. promote that? When is it? What day I is it? I think it was in May. I put it. I I was like, oh, I wonder if you can just make this happen. So I just put it on LinkedIn one oh year. Oh, my God. Let's let's make it official, though. We're There's got to be a way to do this. You've heard it here. We're going to get back to you on the exact do, date. Do, 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 well, should we call it Specrite Day? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Hold on. Ready? Yeah. That's We're it. making amazing yeah. things. So, But the reason I say that is I was having dinner last night with um, the head of packaging at a multinational automotive company. And um, she was talking about just Was global... it Saturn? It was Saturn, no, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't. Um, I won't name names it, because we're going to talk about a challenge, but... <laughs> You know, I was like, oh, man, the last few years have probably been like really tough, right? With like COVID and supply chains. And I'm like, are you finally getting some relief? And she's like, 
nope, like the whole Russia situation and cutting off gas is impacting Europe and it's increasing the price of everything there. And they, people don't have gas to put in their cars to get to their plants. And I was like, oh my gosh, if it's not one thing, it's the, it's the yeah, next. Right. And we live in a world where it seems like these kind of glo macro global challenges are happening faster than ever. And that's got to have, that must impact packaging people. I feel like disproportionately. Well, there was, so one example is uh, this, this thing that n literally nobody thinks about, even, hardly even in the packaging industry, which is a paper label liner. Yeah. So you got a label, it's got a liner that's carried on. The liner has silicone on it. So the label can peel off and then go into the bottle, for example. And normally not an issue, right? No one ever really thinks about it. I mean, they break and stuff like that. There's issues with them. But there was a strike at a mill in Finland, okay? And it nearly crippled the global supply of paper liners for labels. And then just as they were coming back on, another paper mill in the U.S. that makes it shut down for their annual maintenance for like two months. And we're like, we can't even... So you've got all these companies who, speaking of specs, they don't have alternate specs approved. They don't know what they're going to do. And, and they're stuck with just like, we may not be able to put labels on our products. It I know. Is, no, it's true. Because, I mean, because the point is so well made of it. If it's like, if it's not one thing, and how random is it? There's no one was predicting the strike in Finland and yeah. that subsequent plant maintenance right. in the U.S. And you just have to have, you have to have your data at all times so that when this stuff happens, you at least have the optionality correct, to, to go to someone else and be like, can you make this thing? Or... Yeah. I mean, this is my favorite thing in spec, right? Use your like item finder to find a similar thing. Yes. Yeah. Because imagine if you go back. So if you haven't taken control, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't really know that you have a paper liner or, you know, you have a paper liner, but you don't know what the specs are, right? You don't know what the thickness is. You just don't know much about it because your label supplier has it. Right. Which, by the way, if you want to buy labels, shout out to Myers, Myers.com. We can <laughs> supply you with labels. So let's say that Myers is your label supplier. Yeah. And you come to Myers and you're like, hey, you can't get me my stuff. I need to know my specs so I can go buy it from someone else. How stoked do you think a company like Myers or one of our competitors is um, to just like give you over that information? Of course, we're going to give it to you. Yeah. But you can control that mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I can't get this paper liner. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think I can switch to a PET liner mm -hmm. and this company has it. Just for now. Yeah. Just for now. You know, yeah. so when you have control of those specs, you can, you can be flexible and make those adjustments. I know, right? He's going to kill me when he well, listens to Matthew this episode. Is, I wish you would stop getting into our business here. Yeah. Last I checked, this was not... Matthew doesn't host his own podcast. Yeah. And this is the packaging podcaster we, extravaganza. We, we made these easy buttons yeah. and we had him record those catchphrases. I love it. And my favorite is like, kids love them. Yes. And, yeah. and I gave him and I was like, you need to bring these. He's got two young children. Yeah. And he's like, I had to take the batteries out after the first day. Yeah. He's like, they would stop pressing the button. But no, like I want to give these easy buttons to people in packaging because some of the stuff that people deal with, it doesn't have to be hard. Like that's right. our message. I'm like the crisis you just talked about. It doesn't have to be a crisis. Like it can literally just be like, let's do a quick spec search. Just like you would search on Google for something else. Yeah. What do we have in our supply chain today? I mean, where we're going with this is the idea that you could search across your whole supplier network. Like if you're Myers and you have a new product, wouldn't you want to proactively tell people about it? Oh, the wig's coming off. I have to take the wig off because you people with hair are crazy. How do you it's think so I feel, hot. Adam? It's so hot it, with hair. 
It took me an hour to get ready this morning. I'm sitting there yeah. trying to have a serious conversation, and my head is sweating and on fire from that from hair. Just cut it all off. Oh, okay, geez. that's good advice. You get it, Corey. That's good advice. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll but do um, it. yeah, you don't have the benefit having hair. I just found that out. You got to sit through yeah, an interview, and now I'm just like, ah, you're free. It's just, oh, it feels yeah. so well, great. But I think where we're going with this is for companies like Myers. Like, let's say you have a new product, a new innovation, a new something, or you you start to supply something else. You can proactively tell that to your network, and and your customer could be like, oh, I didn't know they offered this. Yeah. With a quick, I mean, quick email. And, with a, yeah, yeah, no more email. It just yeah. It's all yeah. living in this ecosystem. I love it. We and were, we're talking, getting notified and it's proactive instead of reactive. We were talking to uh, to Matthew about that, actually, about kind of this, this next iteration about as a supplier, like what benefit does mm -hmm. Specrite bring? Because I think for so long we've thought about it from the from the consumer end mm -hmm. or the CPG end. And, and when we were talking with him, it was like, oh, light bulb moment. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. To have like a supplier network that consumers could tap into would oh, be totally. incredible. A funny story about that. We were talking, we, I, we, I'm so fortunate. We have a lot of packaging people come through Specrite, you know, yeah. people in the industry. And I love to learn from them because I'm a student of packaging. Um, and I was talking to one guy and he's, he wants to use Specrite yeah. and they're a packaging supplier. And he said that he's the youngest person in his business and he's 38 years old. <laughs> and he's like, I keep telling my executives, like, who's going to be running the business in 20 years? Like, there's yeah. not going to be a business. Right. We need a new group. And yeah. he's like, yeah, he's like, we bring these young people in and then we give them a 30 pound laptop and we tell them their life's going to be, yeah, right. And their life's going to be so hard and we barely have Wi-Fi. Yeah. And he's like, and we wonder why we're not retaining the Gen yeah. Zers or we're not attracting them. And I do think there's something, I do think the, the leading packaging companies that start to see this as a revenue stream of like, how can we better promote our products? How right. can we better be better sustainability partners, yep. especially in Europe? This stuff is like suppliers need to give companies this data. It's not even about like, will you or won't you anymore? It's about the quality of the data. Regulatory people are getting stressed because they don't know if it's accurate. Yeah. So our whole thing is like, let's not think about the data. Like that should just be clean all the time. Think about the other stuff, the right. value add, the innovation, et cetera. So I think, I think that's where it's going and that's what excites me about it. I liked how, uh, Matthew said at the packaging summit, uh, in Austin that, Packaging is the future of advertising. Yeah. And it's the final frontier mm -hmm. where yeah. you guarantee it's getting in the hands of a consumer that's yeah. going to read it and you're going to sell more stuff. Yeah, and absolutely. So that's you know what's funny? something to think about. A uh, friend of the pod, Kevin from yeah. Dermalogica, Kevin yeah. Davis. Funny because I have um, the Dermalogica, I, I forget which cleanse, the gentle facial cleanser. And it's uh, it's got PCR. <laughs> yeah. And when I told Kevin, I gave him a high five. I'm like, this feels luxury. And I think a lot of marketers, especially, and again, I'll call ourselves out first, yep. have this perception that like PCR, it's not as beautiful. It's not as sexy. The consumer's not going to like it as much. And it stands out on, I have a, a, sh a shower shelf and it's, I have Kerastase, very fancy yep. French shampoo. All bright white. Yep. All, yeah, yep. all colors. Oh, colors. And then I have this, and it looks, it actually looks more sophisticated, the Dermalogica <laughs> yeah. one. And I'm like, see, sustainability can be cool. Yeah. And it's really durable. And I'm like, I love this thing. Like, I just, I'm so proud of companies like that. We're proud to partner with Dermalogica. Yeah. Um, who are really pushing the boundaries of what it means to be sustainable and what it means to stand out on a shelf. Right. Part of it as consumers, we have to let go of the old perception of it should be heavy or shiny or, or, or whatever. You can still communicate amazing things and have it be sustainable. I agree. Agreed.
Yeah, Frederick Drew said the same thing. He's from Unilever, and he said their wow. Ren packaging is made for enough PCR content that it turned it gray. Mm. And he said we took that as a badge of honor, and yeah. and we're celebrating that to yeah. our to our customers, and they're appreciating that. Yeah, and just to tie it back hey. to social media, I think we have to. Oh, there are some of the students we were talking about. How's it going? Go hey Blue guys. Devils! Go Blue Devils! <laughs> Not oh. Duke, UW Stout. It's uh, packaging. Oh, thank God. As a Syracuse alumni, I can't cheer for Duke. <laughs> but we can cheer for Stout. Um, but just to bring it back to TikTok, I think what you guys are doing on social media is so important because you're educating the next generation of big consumers that PCR is cool and that right. you, you guys are literally in the front lines of changing people's perception of what good packaging looks like. And without that education, people don't know. And if we go through all the trouble to make something recyclable mm -hmm. and the consumer doesn't know it's right. recyclable and they don't know what to do with it, yeah, uh, we only got halfway there. Yeah. Well, I want to do a fun little segment for us. So on Beyond the Shelf, I play a game called Kill, Keep, Change. Yeah. Okay. And so you played it with me once. Yours I... was a very controversial episode. Is was it? it? Are yeah. we choosing between the three of us? Yeah. I'll do, well, I'll do... We'll do one and I'll have each each person. No, do you're their not own. gonna kill one of us. That's what I'm asking. Oh no, 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 thank, thank God. It's not gonna <laughs> be this didn't turn into Highland was, was a Highlander. There was, can only be one. Yeah. Ready to no, eat. we're not doing that. Okay. So <laughs> I have a hat full of random things. Okay. And I'm gonna pick three and we have to we have to kill one, keep one, change one. Okay. First thing, mouse pads. So mm. like you, what you use for a computer. Oh, yeah. Easy. Second one, ch chapstick. Okay. Third one. Yeah, that's a little too close to home. Wow. <laughs> was it a politician? It was a politician, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was hand sanitizer. I was like, I've used so much hand sanitizer oh, in the yeah. past years. I can't do it. All right. Saran wrap. So uh, saran wrap, <clears throat> chapstick, mouse pads. What would you kill? What would you keep? What would you change? Adam, let's start with you. Okay. This is this is pretty easy. Mouse pads can go straight, straight away. Yeah. I don't need a mouse pad. So we can kill that. Mm -hmm. um, I would... Uh, I would keep chapstick mm -hmm. because yeah. I guess that's what I got to do. Yeah. Uh, because saran wrap needs to change yeah. and it would be awesome, uh, to have some sort of like a reusable, a reusable yeah. or a, uh, a maybe some type of like home compostable option I was thinking that. that we could do with saran wrap. So it has a right barrier. We're dreaming right now. Right. So yeah. we're property yeah. the same usage is the same. It's a great product for what it does. But let's change it a little bit. So we're going to kill mouse pads because who needs those anymore? Yeah. Uh, so like thanks for the easy one. I really appreciate I'm it. I'm trying and to give you a softball. No, I really, I, I did like that. Corey, I'm actually just going to pick different ones. This is fun. I like mouse okay. pads. You well, like mouse pads? Yes. Corey would have kept You're them. You're pro mouse pad? I'm pro mouse pad. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that <laughs> on air. Tell us well, in the comments what you think. We can't, <laughs> we can't be friends. What? This, I'm pod, out. this podcast this, this is interview over. is freaking over. <laughs> Pro mouse pad. Corey. I, I don't like chapstick. I'm going to say it. I don't like it. I don't need it. Corey, for you, we have sparkling water. I I would have trouble killing that one. Yeah. Pencils and ooh, plastic water bottles. Yes. Plastic water bottles, pencils, sparkling water. What would you kill? What would you Softball. keep? What would you change? Plastic water bottles can die. There are so many amazing sustainable alternatives. Aluminum, reusable. Stop buying plastic water bottles i saw so many booths walking through people walking to their booth carrying cases of plastic water what about bottles the fish how are the fish can get they didn't we, can, we, can keep... we can't do that again can't do that again sorry sorry uh so yes go to aluminum bottles buy cans 
fill your own bottle if you can. That's the best Shout idea. Shout out to Liquid Death killing yes. it yeah, in yeah. the canned water game. Oh, I bought Incredible. my Martha Stewart handmade Liquid Death candle. Have you seen this thing? Stop, oh I want one. It's amazing. I'm obsessed with her. She, she is so on the front, She's like, bleeding brilliant. edge of marketing. Yep. So have you seen the video? No. It's you gotta her. send it to me Okay, so it's her, like, like hands are coming in, and she's like, hi, I'm Martha Stewart. Shunk. Ah! <laughs> yeah. And I may or may not be making these candles by hands. Stop. <laughs> I just want to do a quick shout out to Liquid Death and then we'll get back to your kill. And Martha Stewart. Yep. Well, you know, I always talk about like the product is the package and there is no better company exemplifying Correct. this than them because the problem they're solving is like you're at a party and you want to seem cool. You don't want to drink a beer, but you seem lame if you have a water bottle and they make it look cool. Right. Like the product is the packaging. And what I thought was so neat is for Halloween, and I'm sure this is the Martha Stewart commercial, they've done so much with the packaging of like some sides that have like a zombie on it. And I'm like, this is great. Yes. Innovation. It's more recyclable. Like it's, it's helping with like an apparent social dilemma. I just think they shout out to them. We don't work with them, but I could could make this slightly controversial in that number one, when people say our aluminum cans are plastic free, they're wrong. There's plastic liner in aluminum cans, and that's fine. Just stop saying it. Okay, fair. And number two, <laughs> we need aluminum for a lot of products, and I'm not sure that water needs to be in aluminum because aluminum has a ton of awesome barrier properties and all that stuff. But it, anyway, Corey's still anti so mouse Corey, pad. So plastic. Okay, Maybe so you should use your mouse pad to keep your water. I will. I'm gonna. <laughs> Yeah, you could, but I just got rid of them all. What about pencils and sparkling water? Pencils need to change. I like reusable, refillable pencils. Oh, that's good. I think that's a fun uh, sustainability initiative. And if I killed uh, sparkling water, my wife would kill me. So I'm going to say keep uh, keep that one. Smart man. And on that note, we'll wrap up the podcast, the packaging podcast extravaganza. Adam, Corey, thank you so much for joining me. This was fun. It was so fun. Let's do it again soon. Thanks, everyone. Thank Thank you. you. Beyond the Shelf is presented by SpecWrite, the first cloud-based platform for specification management. Say goodbye to spreadsheets, share drives, and legacy systems, and digitize your specs in a secure single source of truth. With SpecWrite, you can easily share and collaborate on specs with other departments and across your entire supply chain network. Taking a spec-first approach enables you to accelerate product and packaging development, go to bid faster, report on sustainability, and ultimately spend less time chasing data and more time making amazing things. To learn more, visit specright.com. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com.